Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Patty Farmer, a multi-award winning marketing and media specialist, international speaker, podcast host, event producer, and magazine producer. Patty is passionate about helping her clients attract and convert their ideal clients so that they can make a huge impact in the world and monetize their business in a way that creates transformation both for them and their clients while designing a lifestyle that they really want to live. She's taking us behind the scenes today of her number one secret to a big fat wallet. And surprise guys, it has nothing to do with money. This should be a really amazing episode. Welcome, Patty. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, yes. So excited to have you here. So that was a funny kind of way to explain that. So tell us a little more. What is the idea behind a fat wallet that has nothing to do with money? One of the things I like to say is relationships are the currency in today's business environment. And with that said, how fat is your wallet? So I always like to say, think of your business like it's an ATM. If you think of your business like it's an ATM, are you making more deposits or are you making more withdrawals, right? Because it's really all about the relationships that we're building. And that's what really helps us to go from being wealthy to being rich, right? You know, because I feel like there's so many things that make us rich and they don't all have to do with money. So tell us a little bit more about how did you come uncover this, this secret that relationships were, were so key? Well, I built my business networking and and collaborating. So that has always been how I built my business in the first place. And so I always just really realized that, you know, everyone knows what their strengths are most of the time, right? You know, we can get pretty clear. It's the things that are not our strengths. I don't like to say weaknesses, but there are not our strengths. But the thing is, that's the key. That is where the opportunity lies because you can get to the marketplace faster every single time if you look at what your strengths are not and then collaborate with somebody else who that is their strength. So I always like to say, work in your brilliance and hire other people to work in theirs. And when you're collaborating, it's the same thing, right? You know, if you're not good at copy, like, well, maybe you should do a masterclass or a webinar with somebody who's a copywriter, you know, or whatever it is. So whatever the thing is that's hanging you up, whatever your struggle is, Mm -hmm. That is the thing that you have the opportunity for. And I just really believe that the secret is in doing that, building relationships with those people. And I'll give you a very quick example is like Facebook groups. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. So many people spend so much time, I actually call it trolling, Facebook groups, like going down, looking for maybe is there somebody who's looking for my service and if somebody does say they're looking for that 50 people, you know, latch all on them. But here's the reality. What if you didn't do that? What if instead of doing that, you reached out to the organizer of the group and literally built a relationship with that person and said, you know, I really would love to serve and support your group. What are some ways that I can do that? And then built a relationship with her because guess what? that person's going to connect you to everybody that you need to know in that group. So instead of spending hours and hours and hours going there and trying to, you know, look for somebody who might be your possible client, 
Instead, it's like you could be introduced to them. And I truly believe that an introduction is the gift that keeps on giving. It's actually better than a referral because a referral, right? Yes, it's a transaction. Hopefully you build a relationship with that person and then it moves on from there. But when somebody does an introduction for you, it's a warm introduction and it's almost like they're giving you the stamp of approval. It's just so much better. So the art of a good introduction is super important and I'm really good at it. <laughs> so, I mean, what are your secrets on that? But we, we got, I got to ask. So what, what makes, what's the components of that? So to me, the components of having a good introduction is really, the first thing is to tell people why you're connecting them. Like, have you ever had somebody do an intro? Oh, she's so amazing. You guys need to know. And now you've got to spend all this time trying to figure it out. Like, tell me what was the thing that made you decide that we should absolutely meet each other? What is that thing? Because that's going to help us to start the conversation. So that's one thing I always want to make sure. So everybody for me, I'll ask them. I'll say, you know, do you have an introduction blurb? How would you like to be introduced? And if anybody is a speaker out there or whatever, we've all been introduced in a way that we're like, oh, wow, they dropped the lead or that's not how I would have wanted to be introduced. So I ask people like, how would you like me to introduce you? And I have to tell you, when you ask somebody that, they're not going to give you no fluff. They're going to tell you, you know, what is it that they, you know, what's the value they bring to the marketplace, right? So I always do that. I want to make sure. And then, you know, when I'm wrapping it up, I'm always telling people what their next steps are, right? You know, this is what I see your next steps are. And then at the end, when I'm doing it, I always like to say, um, you know, who are some really great uh, collaborative partners or, you know, like, oh, she would be a great, you know, guest on your podcast or, or, oh, I think she'd write a great article for your magazine or whatever the case may be. And then I always put their website, their LinkedIn and a phone number if they've given me permission to do that. But I want them to know what it is that they should do. And I have to tell you, Jackie, I have a 100% success rate of people showing up for meetings with me. And because I share that, I want to be able to say it kind of goes in with this introduction which is that when I confirm, so say somebody introduces me and now we're going to get on a call, okay. right? So I always want that call to be really great and I want them to show up because I, I have that in my calendar. And to me, if you're a CEO, you own your calendar. So unless there's blood involved, I like to say, um, unless there's blood involved or children, there really is no reason that you shouldn't be able to tell somebody you need to reschedule a call. Mm -hmm. So for me... When I confirm that, I will literally say, so I would say in an email, I say, so Jackie, I just want to confirm that, you know, Friday we're meeting at three o'clock and I'm really excited to meet you. And could you do me a favor when you confirm it? Could you please in that email, let me know who's your most ideal client, the one that gives you the most joy and who are some partners or introductions you would love to have me make? And then here's the punchline why I think they show. It's because I say, the reason I'm asking you that is this way I have time to go through my database and bring them with me when we get on the call. Wouldn't you show? Absolutely. I'm there. What time? Friday at three, you said? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think that's important. And here's the yeah. kind of the litmus test to that is when they 
come back to you in that email. You know, the right thing, the reciprocity, the thing would be for them to say, oh, Patty, that's really great. Give you that information. Say, oh, will you tell me the same thing? Right. So now when you show up on that call, the person who's done that introductions kind of set the stage. Now I get on a call. I know exactly who they want. You know, they told me about whatever they're interested in, who they want to be introduced to, who's their ideal client. Or now we're not talking about, oh, so what's the weather like in San Diego and how's things going for you? And, you know, you get to get to the juicy, meaty stuff. And sometimes I've said that to people and they're like, well, Patty, don't you build rapport? I'm like, of course I do. But if it's a business call, I'm pretty much sure that the person on the other line, if they've done their research on me, really what they want me to talk about is like what I could do to help them. And I feel like once we do that and we decide that we see something, right, you know, we'll continue the conversation. And then I really get into building the relationship and, you know, how many kids do you have and, you know, what kind of dog do you have and all those kind of things, because now we're building a relationship. But if I get off that call and I'm thinking, oh, man, that was so far off the mark, I can't see it. Was it really a benefit to you or me that we talked for a half an hour about the weather and our kids? Not so much. No, not so much. <laughs> so tell me, Patty, how did you, like, what is what was your journey to get here? I know our audience wants to hear a little bit about, like, how did you get to this place where you've had this vast experience of being able to connect people and bring value to the table on that very first call? So I've been in marketing for a really long time, but a lot of people don't know that I also used to be in the mortgage business. And I lived in Las Vegas. I live in Dallas now. I lived in Las Vegas and I literally had a marketing company and a mortgage company. And basically I used my marketing business in my mortgage company a lot, right? Well, my husband got transferred to Dallas literally um, one month in 2008, right before the mortgage market fell. So I was really blessed to not um, to be able to sell my businesses. So that was really great. But here was the magic thing that happened. I was standing in Dallas in our home waiting for our furniture to get delivered. And to tell you the truth, I was kind of having a pity party. I was like, oh my gosh, here I am in this big used Metroplex. I don't know anybody. What am I going to do? Wah, wah, wah. Um, now for me, I have this exercise that I do whenever I, well, we all have them, but I time mine. I'm like, okay, you have five minutes, Patty, do whatever you're going to do. And then like put your big girl panties on, right? So when it was time to put my big girl panties on, I just thought to myself, Patty, you're not in a business to business or business to consumer. You're in the people business, P to P, right? And you just now moved to a metroplex of millions of people of which you don't know any of them. So you need to flip the switch on that and realize that this is an opportunity. So I got up, I walked to the refrigerator and I put 100,000 on the refrigerator. And my husband came home and he said, well, what is this? I said, I made a decision today that I am going to, in the next year, I'm going to make $100,000 and meet 100,000 people. I did it in nine months. Wow. And that was like a huge thing. And I just, I just kept saying, well, what do I have to do? How am I going to get in front of more people? How am I going to make that happen? And then the thing that actually, like, you just got to lean in and say yes, right? You know, it's not always easy. Um, I didn't want to be a speaker, although I was a trainer. You know, I did a lot of training, but I didn't really want to be a speaker. And then I had a friend that said, oh, will you fly down to Austin and speak? And I was like, no. And literally, she had to keep talking me into it. And finally, she said, oh, Patty, it'll be 30 minutes. No big deal. You could just talk about networking, you know, and how you built your relationships. And so 
I finally said yes. And are you ready for this? When she picked me up on the way, she said, oh, Patty, by the way, we're going to video it. Oh, and you need to be funny. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, I'm going to need it to be an hour. And I literally couldn't believe it. And when I got there, I was so sick, like physically really got sick. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do it, but I'd already committed to doing it. And I'm thinking, I'm not funny. That's what I remember thinking. I'm funny. <laughs> and, um, but when I got up there and it was my turn, I got up there and I could see people were leaning in and all that kind of stuff. And she had told me, this is funny for all the people who sell. Um, now, remember, I had never spoken before. She said, oh, we're going to hold up this sign and we're going to tell you, you know, there's like five minutes left so you can make an offer and all this kind of stuff, of which I didn't have anything. I, I, I had no offer. And um, I literally got up and said, like, she put that sign up and I literally was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And uh, it's actually kind of funny because I literally just said, um, you know, if any of you like what I'm saying, you know, I'd be more than happy to help you. But I'm really busy and I could only help like 15 of you. I actually said that from the front of the room. And um, but that's it. But it's going to cost you. I actually said that. Like, <laughs> but I let it out. And like 90% of my clients now are speakers and coaches, so it's kind of funny. But, um, and if somebody would have told me that that's what was going to end up happening, I wouldn't have believed him. And this guy in the back of the room says, the guy in the back of the room is like, well, what's it going to cost us? Like, you know, whatever. And like, literally, I was punting here. I, you know, really. And so I thought about like what I did for a living, right? And I said, at least $2,000. And the girl in the front row says, well, what do we get for $2,000? And without even missing a beat, I opened my mouth and said, anything I would teach you would be worth $2,000. And I thanked them. And by the time I got to my seat, 37 people had handed me their credit cards. And here I am on a yellow, a pad, you know, <laughs> writing down credit card numbers. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to teach them? Right. You know, like, I mean, I've been in business forever, but I, I didn't have this formal package. But then uh, briefly, the thing that happened after that is I went home and I told my husband, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn to become a speaker. Like, oh my gosh, in that amount of time, like who could make that kind of money in that amount of time? And I kind of put out the word that I was going to speak. And like most things that happen, as soon as you put it out into the universe, um, would you believe three days later, I got another phone call from a friend that said, I heard that you're willing to speak. And I know you talk about LinkedIn and how to get clients on LinkedIn will you come and talk about that? And I said, when? She's like, I need you to get on a plane. I said, when? She says, tonight. I said, tonight? For where? She said, London. I said, London? And she said, yes, you can write your speech on the way. They'll pay you $10,000. And I was like, what? And my husband was like, you said you were going <laughs> to. So I, I, I wrote the speech on the plane. I was literally in London for like 15 hours. That's it. I got up in front of 156 people, told them that um, that I could help them, told them that same program, because obviously I was just going to put them all together, and 110 people said yes. Plus they paid me, plus they did expenses. So I made multiple six figures, like literally in two weeks, and I got booked for three other speaking engagements from that. And so I became an international speaker 
like into by accident <laughs> by accident is that like crazy or like what and so the reality actually is none of that would have happened if i wouldn't have just said yes and i'll figure it out like you know i love to share the video of that speaking for people who are like oh never i'm like really want to hear me when i spoke the first time and how much money i made the fact of the matter is the most important thing about that it is about anything it doesn't matter whether you write a course whether, you know, whatever new thing you're doing, like if you're creating a course, you're doing an event, you're speaking, whatever the case may be, here's the thing. It's not about you. It is always about them. And for 18 months, when I was a speaker, I got physically sick every single time. And to somebody said that to me once and said, Patty, it's not even about you. It's like about them. And I said, well, I know it's about them. She's like, well, then what are you worried about when you get on the stage? It's not about you. It's about them. And I stopped being sick and that was changed the trajectory of my business right there. And all of a sudden I realized that I just need to serve, not sell, right? You know, it's all about being of service and that changed my business forever. Wow. So where has that taken you? What are you most proud of in the, the recent, in, in the recent phase of your, your business? Well, I think I just recently, um, so I decided I was going to publish a magazine. So for me, everything I decided to do is either because somebody asked me, like a client, like or people that I serve, or it was because I didn't want to do something else. Hmm. And I didn't want to blog. Like I just literally hated blogging. Everybody said you had to do it. I didn't want to do it. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. So I said, oh, I'm not going to blog. Instead, I'm going to publish a magazine because now I only have to write something every three months because my magazine only comes out every three months, that'll be a lot easier. So we just celebrated our five-year anniversary, um, which was really exciting for me. We have 182,000 subscribers to the magazine, and now I have a podcast. Um, so the magazine is called Marketing, Media, and Money. So is the podcast, and so is my event. And um, literally every one of those things was like the next step. And like I said, looking back now to 2008, when all of these things happened, I would have never believed it, but because I think I never thought about what does it do for me, and I always thought about who I served and how could I do that, and I leaned in, and yeah, it was scary every single time, and I was physically sick, but I did it anyway. Um, I think that that is something that I think is really important. I think the things that scare you the most, that make you the sickest, those are the things you need to do, and I think it's important for people to remember that whatever you find the easiest to do is something somebody else doesn't, right? You know, so I always really believe that one of the things we need to say to ourselves is that there are people out there that are praying for you. They're praying for your expertise and by you being fearful and not leaning in, even if it makes you sick to your stomach, somebody out there every single night is hitting their knees like praying for you. And I kind of feel like I have a responsibility for that. God didn't give me my gift so I could sit in my living room. Right. Right. Yeah. If, uh, I, I love that message because I feel like there's so many mixed messages around here and why we have it. And I think it can be, it's so common to hear now that like, you know, you should just follow your gift. But that idea of fear being a driver that it's telling you and you're 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 ready to take on that bigger thing that there is a bigger thing there and yeah you could just stay doing what you're doing but you could also go do this bigger 
scary, terrifying thing. I think there. I think that what's good though, Jackie, is we live in a world right now. What's really good about it that wasn't when I first started is that we live in the world of amateur. And what I mean by that is nobody expects you to be perfect on a video anymore. Like everybody wants the casual behind the scenes. Let's sit at the kitchen table. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants this polished, um, expect you to be in a soap opera dress and all of that. That's not even what we want. So you don't have as much pressure now. Like flip that Facebook live on, go to LinkedIn live, whatever you're doing and just talk. And, you know, when I first did my show, I was already a speaker, but I was really nervous about doing it. And I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to have this perception. And, and I was really nervous when I first started doing video and I had already been a speaker for, you know, many years at that point. And I thought to myself, they're going to think, oh, I'm not hiring her to speak. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, cause there's a difference between connecting with an audience, heart to heart, eye to eye, like being on zoom or something. Right. And so for me, I struggled with that. And then again, I just said one day, you know what, Patty, why don't you just do a show and call it Patty Unplugged? And I literally just said, this is me at the kitchen table, blah, blah, blah. Like you just pour yourself a cup of coffee, you know, and I get it at like seven o'clock in the morning and it was really successful, but it took away the perception of that having to be that. And by the time I went to my next show, I had perfected it. Well, maybe not perfected it, but at least I wasn't nervous about doing it anymore or any of that stuff. So I choose to have all my stuff be conversational. Do you really want to watch a video or, or, or whatever from somebody who's like picture perfect and, and everything like that? We want a real person who's been through real struggles to give us real talk. Right. I agree. Absolutely. So real talk on this. Uh, what is the one, one thing that the audience should take away from, from this today? If you could just pass along one thing. I would say that if I was going to pass along one thing, it would be to lead with contribution. Compensation will follow. But it always starts with contribution. Always. And I find that as long as I keep that mindset, you know, of always remembering that it's not about me, right? You know, lead with contribution. Compensation will follow. And it always does. So you can trust in that. But it really does work. So we always ask all of our guests here at The Wealthy Woman because we believe that true wealth is just never about money. And I think that aligns really well with everything you've been telling us today, leading with contribution. Um, so we would love to hear a little bit about what is it in your life that makes you feel incredibly wealthy that has nothing to do with money? Oh, I love this question. I think for me, it is that because everything for me starts with lifestyle. Right. And it's what I tell my clients, you know, I'm going to help you design the lifestyle you want to build, you know, the lifestyle you want to live. And then I'll help you to build a business that supports that lifestyle. So it doesn't matter where you are. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're making seven figures or maybe you're making six figures or maybe you're just knocking at the door of that. Right. Whatever it is, it still needs to be about your lifestyle. So once I got really clear for me that that was about time freedom, everything, you know, that was my why time freedom and travel. I love to travel. Once you actually know what those things are for you, then you can always look for opportunities to be able to do them in business. 
So I have to tell you, I'm an international speaker now. I travel all over the world and I always pitch for all the places that I want to go. Like, you know, I'm in Italy several times a year. I've been in London like five times in the last two years. Like I said, where do I want to go? And now I'm able to do that and have people pay me for it. And I get to travel and do the thing that I love to do. So whatever that is, if somebody's saying, oh, I just want to be home at four o'clock every day before my kids come home, great. If you want to be able to take a vacation every year with your friends, one with your husband and one with your kids, that's great too. But what does it look like for you? Because when people tell me their why is their kids, that's really great. That's not really a why, that's a reason, not the same thing. A why is what would you do? What's the thing that you would do whether or not you got paid or not? Like, you know what I mean? I love to travel. I love yeah. to do all the things that I do. So I think people should think about those things. I love that. And and really starting with the end in mind and working your way backwards from there. Okay. So on a, on a funner note, uh, what is that thing in your life that makes you smile, right? So what is that thing that brings you wealth that maybe is kind of quirky or kind of outside in the box or? I think for me, it is that having the ability to be able to only take on clients and do things that bring me joy. Like it is super important to me that I only do things that make me happy. Like today we had severe thunderstorms and I just closed my computer, turned the music up and my puppy's afraid of storms and we just kind of, you know, so I think it's the ability again, that goes with time freedom too. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really important to me. I feel very, very rich in the relationships that I have, that I have built. Um, I, I love, I just actually love that part, right? It's really all about those relationships and building that tribe, that tribe of your people, right? That, you know, and you know, it is a cliche and I don't usually like cliches, but I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies, right? You know, so it's really important to me. Yeah. Well, Patty, this has been amazing. I know our audience has gotten so much out of this conversation. And if they want to learn more about you, about how to get support from you and really how to build those relationships directly from you, I know how would they go about doing that? Well, since we talked about podcasts, events and all this stuff, they can go to my website, pattyfarmer.com, patty with a Y. So pattyfarmer.com. But I think really, honestly, to give them a lot of value, um, I put together this assessment on marketing and media. And whether they ever spoke to me ever, they'll walk away with something for their business because it will literally tell them really where they're excelling, where they might need a little bit of help. I have people say it's just such a great assessment. You could do it like three minutes. So um, I would say that they could learn a lot about themselves and me if they did that. And uh, the site for that is uh, www, of course, M3, which stands for Marketing Media Money. So m3bizquiz.com. So m3bizquiz.com. Um, that's where I think they'll learn a lot. They'll get a whole bunch of free gifts too um, and stuff though, but it'll be a great takeaway for them in their business for sure. Fantastic. I know they'll really appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciated your time and all of your incredible lessons. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jackie. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Hey everyone, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe and here's a way we can help you for free. 
you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, as a wealthy woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.